Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach. Here from Chef's Kitchen, I'm Joel Malkin with Chef David Pantone, Dean of Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. And we're ready for another great, uh, great show, Chef. Great. Welcome to the kitchen. Always good to be surrounded by my friends who are chefs and foodies. And yes. Got some food in the kitchen here. We're talking about food. Yes, yeah. What, yeah th- what is this show about? This show is food. simply all about food, yeah. glorious food, right? Are you cooking? singing? I was You're just singing? A, all right. Yeah, That's it's good. questionable whether That's that was right. singing or not. It's kind of in the eye of the B listener. <laughs> right? So food, cooking, healthy cooking, tips, techniques, techniques, mm-hmm. superfoods, food education, food lessons, everything fun with food. That's what we do here because, you know, in my world, food is everything. It's art, it's science, it's culture, it's entertainment, and it's my passion. All right, let's uh, talk about today's menu because you know, unlike a lot of shows where they say, you know, here's what's coming up, blah, 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 we put it, because it is a, a show about food, we put it in menu form. Of course we do. So today's amuse-bouche, that's our pre uh, starter, our hors d'oeuvre, a little gift from the chef. We're going to talk to one of my fantastic graduates from Florida Culinary Institute, Lincoln Culinary Institute, Fritz Castle. He's the chef at Hullabaloo Restaurant, Gastro Pub, uh, downtown West Palm Beach. For the appetizers, we're going to spin the big wheel of superfood and see what comes up today. Main course is going to be a lesson about the rise of the Gastro Pub, and that's why Fritz is here today because that's mm. exactly what he does, right? See the tie in there? Got a quick tale from the chef's table, a little story about the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission. Okay. Right? That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Who knew? It? Yeah. Who knew? Well, that's part of the story there for our intermezzo, right, our palate cleanser. We have a question from a listener, and the question is, what's the difference between smoked salmon and lox? Okay. Okay. Have you had some lox in your time? I don't like lox. You I don't, don't like seafood, oh, but right. I know the bagel and lox thing with the Jewish community. I, I get you. We'll set you straight on all of that. Mm-hmm. And then for dessert, right, we have a multi-flight of desserts. We'll talk about uh, classes starting at Lincoln Culinary Institute. We'll have a culinary job report by Chef Jason Wright. We'll talk about the Cafe Protégé, some Lincoln Culinary Community courses, all kinds of good stuff. All right. I want to always uh, remind you that you could always call 1-800-TOP-CHEF to find out more about Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, we'll be telling you later in the show uh, when the next classes are resuming and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also go to chefpantone.com if you want to uh, find out more about this show or Lincoln Culinary Institute for that matter. And what's cooking at chefpantone.com is the email that you want to send uh, your comments and questions. Uh, and again, we do have a question from a listener coming up through an email here a little bit later in the show. So our Amoose Bouche, we will welcome our guest. Uh, you go ahead and do that. Welcome to Chef Fritz Castle from Hullabaloo Gastro Pub in West Palm Beach. Welcome to the kitchen, Fritz. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. You know, I, I have to uh, admit that uh, I, a little behind the scenes here, I'm looking at your last name, Fritz. And uh, I don't uh, wasn't paying attention if you did say it earlier, but I'm looking at it thinking, well, if you have a first name like Fritz, C-A-S-S-E-L must be Cassell, but I'm not sure, so I'll just let Chef Pantone say it. Castle. It is Castle. But it's yeah. Castle. Okay. It is. A so lot, of, a lot most people mispronounce it Cassell. Yeah. Well, you would think, because you see Fritz, it's a little exotic, right? I suppose. Well, not to you, because you've had it for <laughs> And he's kind of exotic, <laughs> too, I'll have to say. Right. So Hullabaloo Gastropub, I have to uh, go ahead and admit I... Did not I? I wasn't aware of your look of the store of the restaurant. How long has that been around? We had just celebrated our second year anniversary. Okay, All but right. we've been around for two years and about four months. So we just mm-hmm. finished up our third season. But we're at five seventeen Clematis in a semi unassuming spot. We have a very small signage, uh-huh. so you kind of have to know yeah where we're at. And we do a lot a lot of word of mouth type yeah. of promotion. And that fits right into the gastro pub idea. You're not supposed to be this giant place. You're just a cool little place. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, because I, w- I want to find out exactly where the term gastro pub comes from and all that. So we'll get all that going. Let, why don't you uh, tell us more about you where are you from well I grew up in Oklahoma 
Oklahoma. Okay. Sing it. Come on. Oklahoma. Can Where the wind comes Oklahoma. sweeping down the plane. Yeah. Do they sing that song all day? And all the time. All, right. all day long. Okay. That's <laughs> Pete Townshend's version. That I sing. <laughs> what, uh, what got you started in, in cooking? I just come from a family of really great, really great cooks. We just grew up, you know, spending a lot of family time in the kitchen, playing, always had a big garden nice. growing, and we just cooked together as a family. And my dad's a great cook, and my mom's an unbelievable cook. So, uh, uh, that kind yeah. of uh, Oklahoma cuisine? Lots of well, my family's all, my family's all from New York State, so okay. you know they had only been in Oklahoma for a few years, but uh, I wouldn't say necessarily Oklahoma cuisine. I, the state dish of Oklahoma is the chicken fried steak. Yeah, oh, is it? Okay? I couldn't. You couldn't get my dad to eat a chicken fried oh, steak. How about lamb fries? <laughs> a lot of lamb fries. Yeah, yeah I, I, I went to. What is a lamb, lamb fries? What is a lamb fry? Well, it's uh, a sensitive area of. The uh, veal. Oh, you want to answer that one for us? Well, I, I went to college at Oklahoma State okay. in Stillwater, Put and your hand every on the year, buzzer, just in case, okay. every year they have a huge festival, and they'll always have a big country music star will kind of headline the show. But it's called the Testicle Festival. Oh, there you okay. go. And Very that might good. all you, might be all you need to know about lamb fries. Yeah, I think I'll be staying away from lamb fries. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you will, but it's a meat kind of a thing. Okay. Enough with the lamb fries, well, but I was surprised yeah. and, what do you call that, punked into eating them when I was a young cook one oh, time. Oh, my goodness. And everybody laughed. It was just fantastic. That's how it happens That's to most how it people. always happens. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to cook and why? Oh, God. You know, I love to cook pork. I, li- I like slow-roasted mm. stuff. I like braised items. So, you know, pork shoulders and short Little ribs and... Those kind of things so you are really up you my alley. Enjoyed. Now he wasn't. You weren't part of the uh, Cushon Cushon uh, Five Hundred, were you? Or Five Fifty or whatever it was. Cushon. Yeah, five, Lindsay five, Autry five. and her there team. Was a team from West Palm yeah, Beach. Yeah, they, yeah, Lindsay Autry, had uh, who pit, had competed called, on Top Chef, and mm-hmm. she uh, called Five Chefs, Five Pigs, and right. Five Winemakers. Yeah, Five Five Five. That it's was what it was. I always get the name mixed the up. West Palm Beach team. I was just won, thinking you'd so love it. Sounds right up my alley. The national championship. Big giant pig, and they had to just slice it up and and make something crazy out of it. So yeah. you would have loved made that. Some amazing stuff. Um, why do you, why do you like to cook pork so much? What is it? What is it about? Because you like the taste of Just it. Just because I like to eat it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's I think the great thing about being a chef in in a environment <laughs> like I work in a gastropub is that. I'm kind of just cooking things that I like to eat. Yeah. You know that we like to eat yeah. in the kitchen and things that we want people to eat. And we want to share it with people. And we like that's to share the, the, the stuff we This is so good, with, yeah. and I love it so much, I want to share it with you. Exactly. And then when somebody picky like me gives the face that you don't like. We charge extra. You, yeah, you hate <laughs> that, <laughs> don't you? You just hate that. Um, so you were Our visited. challenge is to find something that you will enjoy. That's what we do. We serve. Okay. Not everybody's as picky as me, thank goodness, right? No, most people aren't. Yeah, enough challenges, yes. Right. Thank you. Um, so you had a visit from uh, a very famous chef. Tell me about that. Yeah, we did an episode recently of Emeralds, Florida. So I got to spend a, a morning Gossi. with... That's like four bells. Emerald yeah. Lagasse in your restaurant. I, we got to spend a morning with Emerald. He and I eating some roast pork and some chicken meatballs and... Some Brussels sprouts are some of our signature dishes. And What do you think about your food? What do you say? He seemed to really enjoy it. I think yeah. if you watch the episode, he lets out a little a little hoot Ooh, after he eats the, eats the roast pork. And we, to, it, it just set us over the moon. I we were really happy you, about that. I have that. to ask you that. When somebody like that, uh, that you know, pretty much the pinnacle of what you do, right? Uh, well, besides Chef Pantone over here. But when somebody... A rock star. Somebody, they're, they are our rock yeah. stars. Yeah. When somebody like that, that you really respect so much... Uh, you know, really digs your food. How does that make you feel? Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was sitting there just like we are here, feet from yeah. each other, and I could tell right. that he legitimately really loved it. And I mean, I was grinning ear to ear. I'm it, sure it would be like I, I hate to to use this name, but I mean, the pinnacle of radio is who Howard Stern. Even though he does a little something different King than what I media. do between the FM stations and the AMs, but right. um, somebody like him. Uh, to come to me and say, "Wow, you're really good at this." That would be. I would you like me to imagine. arrange that? I could. No, because he'd probably be making it up. Uh, if you could, I'm, I'm just gonna. We're, we're gonna get on with the superfoods in a second. That's okay. This uh, is great. But yeah, I, I, if you could make, if you're standing here right now, forget about what we have in the in the uh, uh, kitchen. But if you could make any dish right this minute for us, what would it be? Just off the top of your head, right this minute, just mm-hmm. off the top of your head. A risotto always kills. Okay. 
We do a really rich mushroom porcini. I was hoping you'd pick something I would actually eat, but it's okay. rice. Like I don't, rice. I don't think you could. Mushrooms? I don't think you could go wrong with this. Okay. I almost feel like it's cheating when I put things on risotto. It's it's just so delicious. Yeah, and I have always a c- container of porcini powder. It's like I think I might have it in my truck right now, <laughs> just because it's a go-to. You travel with it. You should have some too. Right, such a go-to. A burst I mean, it of just amazing lends that burst of flavor. kind of umami, umami sort of flavor that you just people umami, just crave. You know about umami. Speaking about umami, I have a story to tell when we get to remind me later in the show when we get to uh, food in the news. I want, if we have time, I want to insert this something about umami and food on planes. Okay. And I read it. I'm going to paraphrase it, but I, I read this yesterday. All right. Uh, so let's get on to the uh, the appetizer here. This is. Uh, um, are superfoods, okay? Uh, and first of all, tell us, Chef, what, what exactly is a superfood? Right, superfoods, big buzzword now. We're lumping these healthy foods, foods that are good for you. Foods are super-duper healthy for you into this category called superfoods, and, and uh, it's coming up more and more. I'm hearing it on television and newspapers. That just means they're listening to our radio that's show right. and they're it's catching up. Us, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. We're sharing good First stuff. they steal the phone number, Top Chef. Yeah, and then you know, <laughs> they, but that's not their phone number. Ah, <laughs> no, it's not. We got but the it's number. It's yours. Yeah. So these superfoods to fit in the Chef Pantone list of superfoods, there's three criteria, right? First and foremost, they need to be nutrient dense, right? So calorie for calorie, ounce for ounce, they're jam packed with vitamins and or minerals and or phytochemicals, uh, omega fatty acids. Uh, phytonutrients, anything, any combination of those, they got to be jam packed as opposed to something that's not nutrient-dense. To get the same nutrients from a slice of white bread as from a Brussels sprout, you might have to eat 500 slices of bread, right? They are, uh, some of our foods are barren wastelands of nutrients and others are superfoods. The second criteria is they need to be available and the third is affordable. So to make it onto my list, you have to be able to go out to the grocery store, buy it, bring it home, enjoy it, and, and become more healthy from it. Easy peasy, just like that. All right, so Fritz Castle from the Hullabaloo Gastropub in West Palm. Uh, you are our guest, so you will do the honors of spinning this wheel. We have a big wheel of superfoods right in front of you. You're going to spin this wheel, and we're going to see where it lands. Are you ready? You've been working out? He's a strong, strapping young man there. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, spin it. Sweet potatoes. Fantastic. Yes. That's like an easy one, right? Very affordable, and I very like approachable. Ladies and gentlemen, Joel likes sweet potatoes. So many of these superfoods I don't. And that's and it's it's funny. when you look at me, you wouldn't know that I didn't eat these great foods, right? Yikes. There's like nine different <laughs> ways to go with that. But here's the first one. When you say you don't eat them yet, my head has to. This is how it works. Put a comma after that, not a period. When I put a comma after it means... Maybe tomorrow you'll like right, it. Right, I don't eat try. them yet. But no, I do don't uh, eat them sweet yet. potatoes I enjoy. We actually have a, this is a sweet potato. It's a big, giant sweet potato. Now, I have pretty long hands. To give you an idea of the size of my hands, I have a size 15 shoe, as you uh, so <laughs> mentioned to our, our account executive, uh, Chrissy. It's not a secret, my friend. But, uh, yeah, I have. Uh, she said, yeah, you have a size 15 shoe. I said, actually, I have two of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this thing is almost as uh, long as, as my hand. And I picked a small one. So I uh, got that from my friends at Food Town, and they had some gigantic ones. And uh, so that's a sweet potato, right? Sweet potatoes on the Chef Pantone list of superfoods score a 444. Wow. That's pretty high for a, no- yeah, for a non-green vegetable, huh? And um, it's really called a sweet potato because, A, it's sweet. B, it's like a distant relative of a, of a potato, Nowhere, it's not really officially a potato? It's nowhere near a potato. Oh, my goodness. Like 14 biological, uh, bi- botanical It's a sham. Below. I had no idea. Yeah, somebody dug it up out of the ground and said, hey, it's like a potato, Let's uh, and it tastes sweet. Let's call it a sweet potato. I had no idea. I thought it was just another variety of a potato. The gourd, is it the gourd family, or am I thinking of the wrong thing? That's the pumpkins, right? Gourds, gourds? are pumpkins and okay. squashes and right. stuff like that. And uh, so sweet potatoes, supercharged, superfood. Uh, so versatile, you can use them in breads, you can make pasta out of it, you can make um, anything that you like with it. You can make appetizers, casseroles, desserts, of course. They are used for every, every different kind of a, a menu item and all around the world, too. 
uh, rich flavor, great texture, jam-packed with nutrients. Here's what puts them on the superfood list. They are bursting with beta-carotene, right? Vitamin A, so important in our diet. Huge in vitamin C, more than an orange, right? That's what we think about. They are a great source of fiber, especially if you eat the skin. All of these kind of guys, wash them up, scrub them up, make sure you eat the skin. That's really the uh, best yeah, part for and, you. And, and folks that I know uh, that, that actually don't eat the skin, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Some people don't like the skin of the, the potatoes. They don't like the skin of apples. I like it all. It's, I like all the skin. Yeah, it's uh, maybe an American society but kind of But it is the best. That's, that's the, the, a, the best with all the nutrients in it. Yeah, it's the outside of the skin is good for you, especially fiber. But right underneath the skin is where the most nutrients are. So you got to eat the skin. That's, what, that's my orders to you. For me, because, you know, eating well is a struggle. Uh, because I do like so much fattening food. Because let's face it, it tastes Who good. Who doesn't? Um, flavor. So, we got that. So every once in a while, I will treat myself, and you know, to a, a sweet potato. I buy the. You're going to kill me, but I buy the small ones over at Publix where you could put them in the microwave. They're in the bag. And, they're individually wrapped. And How they're individually cool wrapped. It costs you a little more, but if you're only, you know, if you're only buying one potato, you don't want to buy a whole sack. A sack of potatoes, as they say in uh, Boston, right? Uh, and then you're going to, you know, it, they're going to end up uh, going to waste anyway. Sure, got no but, problem uh, with the onesie. But I can eat po- sweet potatoes. good thing about these, if I eat a regular, a white potato, mm. a real potato, I guess, right? Okay, a potato. Uh, I have to put butter or margarine. I have to put, uh, you know, something on it for flavor. Mm. I really, I don't do anything with the sweet potato. Just slice it and eat it. So Really? Yeah. No sour cream, nothing. No, well, I don't like, like the well, sour cream. Good for you, I then. Like the, I give the face when I have the sour cream. Oh, really? Uh, so let's talk sweet potato. A lot yeah. of different varieties, different colors, different flavors. Every country's got one. I have a purple one here, so too. So that's in the sweet potato family, what you bought. It's a, it brought, it's a very uh, crooked... It's a crooked... Are they all crooked? No, looking? some were straight, but this one had character. That's why I bought this one. It looks like one. a bird. It looks like a bird. We need to take a picture of that and put it up at Chef Pantone. I think I'll do that. This is, right? All this different flavors... Cool. Uh, or in that sweet potato family. The one that's not is the yam. The yam is really its own tuber. It's not in the sweet potato. They're not related any way, shape. Well, maybe 17th uh, cousin, twice removed. So at Thanksgiving, uh, I make my mom open up the can of candied yams. Mm -hmm. uh, Or they're they're yams, and then she candies them. Um, I'm not actually eating yams, am I? Not really, no. Okay. No, no, not yams at all. You're eating sweet potatoes. Yams are generally white. They're generally uh, yeah, gnarly on the outside. Yeah. There, I don't know if there's any orange ones at all. I guess there could be. There's a million different kinds, but they're totally different. Uh, we have just adopted that yam sweet potato thing, and for marketing purposes, it works. You're going to try to change that after 50 years of marketing? No, it's okay. It's a capitalism. That's cool. It sells. You like it. No problem. Just not the same thing, really. All right, we're going to uh, come right back and uh, continue with the superfoods because we, we um, <laughs> I love a couple a, recipes uh, there. Yeah, I love a good quiz. We're going to give you some recipes, and, and we have the sweet potato quiz. <laughs> Is it sweet potato, yam, or both? We're oh. Gonna, yeah, we're going to do that and give you some recipes, and that's uh, coming up right here next on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Is the kitchen your favorite room in the house? Does a career doing what you love sound appetizing to you? Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology in West Palm Beach, has your recipe for success. In their campus restaurant, you can train to turn your passion for cooking into a delicious new career. Visit lincolnculinary.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. That's lincolnculinary.com. Visit them today. Welcome back. It's What's Cooking Palm Beach. Joel Malkin here with Chef David Pantone, Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute over on 45th Street in West Palm, uh, right uh, to the west of I-95. And from Hullabaloo Gastropub on Clematis in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Fritz Castle. You're the executive chef over there? Yes, sir. All right. Right on. Some of the some of the restaurants have the executive chef. Some of what did we learn a couple weeks cuisine, ago? The chef de cuisine. Yeah. So I've never really understood stuff. the term executive chef necessarily. In well, last night when I was at your restaurant, somebody came and was asking you questions about payroll. Right? They missed a punch or something like that. Yeah. That's I'm, when you just switch from awesome, cool cooking food chef to cuisine to executive chef. There it is. Oh, You're I right. did hear my voice went down like that. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. We love to cook. We don't like to do payroll and the no. accounting part so much. Now, I'm looking at you. Do you guys do much with the sweet potato over there at uh, Hullabaloo? Uh, we just incorporate it into the brunch menu. Okay. So we do a little right. sweet, sweet We do a little hash. sweet potato hash with pork belly yeah. and peppers and onions and do a couple fried eggs. Belly. 
We're going to talk more about uh, Hullabaloo. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that because I do want to get into it. We have a menu here, too, and I want to talk about it. It looks like some really, really cool stuff. I actually might make really my way over there really, before yes. the day's over. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's take a look at some of the, uh, some of the great uh, recipes you can make. And, by the way, chefpantone.com is where you want to go. We're not going to be able to uh, go over these recipes mm. in full, and you're not sitting there with a pen. It's going to make water a little bit. Right, but we're going to tell you some of these, and uh, you can go to chefpantone.com and uh, print these out if you want. Baked sweet potato French toast casserole. This looks like it's in my wheelhouse. Right. It's sweet, creamy, rich for breakfast, right? Like a French toast. A French toast casserole, you make it with all the flavors of French toast, but you put it into a pan and bake it in the oven with a custard. This one's flavored with a sweet potato, some maple syrup, some nutmeg, some cinnamon, vanilla extract. Come on, it's like dessert for breakfast. Who doesn't <laughs> love that? Sounds good. One of my um, favorites. And speaking of breakfast, uh, mm. the breakfast egg stuffed sweet potatoes. Yeah, this one's cool. You can bake the sweet potato, cut it in half, hollow it out a little bit, put a fried egg in there. This one, we've got some bacon in it, it's a little bit of parsley, salt, and pepper, some cheese on top, melt it. Beautiful. All right, uh, there's a few more here. Grilled sweet potato salad with hot bacon dressing, blue cheese, and Pecans or pecans? One of each. Didn't please. we go through this with Lindsay Autry? <laughs> How do you say pecans? Anyway, she says it with the accent. Comes yeah, it's the cool. Right she was in the the, the the Palm Beach Post did a little write up on her recently. Yep, I yep, saw. yep. Uh, anyway, um, so I'm, that's I'm, another one. Come yeah. on, bacon, hot bacon dressing on sweet yeah. potatoes. Come on, can't beat that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then you have the different. Uh, recipes for how to make the dressing and how to make the salad itself so again um, chefpantone.com and if you have a question you can write to what's cooking at chefpantone.com let's get to the pop quiz because this is this is this that is old sweet potato and i'm going to pretend that the answers are not right under here because i don't want to look at them i want to i want to guess at these two good so i'm not going to look uh actually let me block it because i'm going to be tempted let's see okay here we go uh, pop quiz: Sweet potato yam or both? We've got ten. I think we're gonna we're gonna do all of them. Why not? Wow! Why not? All right. All right. Number one: I am a tuberous root with a sweet, moist flesh. Well, uh, oh, like somebody to, has to ring the bell. Right. Okay, you get it. You got it. Let's see what you got. Well, I'm not gonna guess them all, but let's see. I'm a tuberous root with a sweet, moist flesh. I'm gonna say that's a sweet potato. You are correct, and it's a yam. Oh. So they so are I'm, both sweet tuberous. Oh, so it's both. Uh, they are, yep. Okay. All right, so we'll let Fritz take this one. I am originally from Africa and am hardly sold in U.S. markets. Oh, I'm going to go yam. That's exactly correct. Yeah, the, okay. yam, the yams are all from Africa and many different varieties, rarely in the United States, even though we use the word, like we said, yeah. it's a marketing it word. Used a lot in Caribbean cuisine, I think. Because, yes, the African slave trade went through there. So everywhere there's a footprint of Africa, uh, they're used. Number three, I am super sweet and can grow over seven feet in length. This has got to be a, a sweet potato based on this giant one you brought in. That one's a little baby one, but really <laughs> the yams. Some of the variety, and I didn't buy oh, the biggest yam. Okay. Why am I going to come here with wrong. a seven-foot yam this morning? That's crazy, even for Chef Pan. So they're sweeter than sweet potatoes. They are. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but they get so crazy big. You go to Google and Google giant yams. You're going to say, "Oh my God, what is that?" It's like the blob that ain't New York wow. City. All right, Fritz. This one's yours. Uh, number four. My skin can range from thin and pale to dark and thick. I'm going to say sweet potato. Absolutely. Are you looking at the answer? Never. I would never do that. <laughs> this is education. Well, how, how we educate our, our, our listeners, that's up to us, right? I'm going to be wrong, and he's going to be right every time. <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, I am toxic when eaten raw, but perfectly safe when cooked. So I think you should taste each just to see which one is toxic. Mm, probably not, but I'm going to guess the yam. The yam, yes, it has to be cooked. You can't eat it raw. You can eat the sweet potato raw. It doesn't taste real fantastic when you eat it raw. Mm. But this one's got to be uh, mashed. It's got to be boiled. It's got to be steamed. It's got to let the toxins release into the air, and uh, then it's good for you. What happens if you don't cook it? You'll get a bellyache. Yeah. You'll start. I, I don't know how many you would have to eat to like die or anything. 
But you'll probably get a bellyache if you ate one big bad boy like this. Well, let's not find out. Let's not find out. Number six, Fritz. I am known for my high content of vitamins A and C. Oh, I I know that's sweet potato for sure. Of course it is. We just talked about that. He spun the big wheel. I'm always trying to get my daughter to eat sweet potatoes, and she wants to fight it for some reason. Really? I don't know why. Pretty. She'll warm up to it. She has. She eats anything, but yeah, and then she'll tell all of her friends later. She'll say, you know, I eat sweet potatoes. Once you get them over that. over that hump there. All right, number seven. I have rough skin that's difficult to peel. It can even be hairy at times, but it softens when bakes. I mean, it, we we you brought one in here. It's the yam. Yeah, not real sexy looking, huh? They're gnarly no. looking and sometimes hairy. You got one there. Yep. Uh, number eight. My flesh can sometimes be purple. Fritz. Um. Sweet potato. And. And the yam. And the yam. There's, <laughs> that's a dumb <laughs> That wasn't like a hint or anything, right? Got the Okinawa sweet potatoes. You got purple yams. Really, all of these guys come in lots of different colors and and uh, textures, too. All right. Uh, again, this is the pop quiz. If you're just tuning in on uh, What's Cooking Palm Beach, uh, we are uh, doing a pop quiz, sweet potato, yam, or both. Uh, number nine, I have an oblong body with tapered ends. <laughs> Um, That'd be Joel. No, sorry. Oblong body with tapered ends. I guess that would be the yam. No, that's that weird sweet potato. Well, let's see. Yeah, the sweet potato. Well, this end is tapered on this one. That one's not tapered too yeah. much. So I guess we're talking about the sweet potato. Let's talk about the sweet potatoes. Generally, except for this one that we got there, I grabbed the only one that's not tapered, but generally they taper at the ends. These uh, The sweet potatoes often have a blunt end. And okay. They're usually big and... Big and blunt on the ends like that. All right. Uh, and number 10, Fritz gets this one. I have a very low glycemic index, a special health benefit to diabetics. I think that's all of them. That's correct. Yeah. We'll give you a double on that one. Right. High in potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, phosphorus and low glycemic effect. I've been seeing the white sweet potato at Publix lately. Yep. Yep. Is- yep. They come in orange, they come in white, they come in a little off yellow, they come in a bright orange and a dull huh. orange. I've actually never seen a white sweet potato. Yeah, it's my, different, um, my kids really like the white, the white And one. the flesh is white? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, same nutrients. I think the same flavor to me and uh, just a different variety. It's remember like a when different they, color. Remember when they did had. Crystal Pepsi and it was clear or clear? What was it? Was it Crystal Pepsi or something? It was clear. Uh, maybe just clear Pepsi. They might have just called just it so clear Pepsi. strange. Yeah, yeah, psychologically, remember? it makes it different. So right? I would think, yeah, the potato might taste different to you, the sweet potato, just based on the, the color. So be an interesting psychological study. All right. Uh, so once again, it is What's Cooking Palm Beach. Uh, that's going to do it for our superfoods, talking about sweet potatoes and talking about yams. Uh, and uh, Chef David Pantone is here with us, Dean, Lincoln Culinary Institute. We have our uh, special guest, uh, executive chef at Hullabaloo Gastro Pub in West Palm Beach, and that is Fritz Castle. And we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk uh, more about the rise of the Gastro Pub. It's the main course, the chef's daily special, right after this. Training in skilled trades like HVAC prepares you for careers that build America. Start now at Lincoln College of Technology. At their West Palm Beach campus, you can gain technical skills and practical knowledge in refrigeration fundamentals, residential climate control, basic electricity, and more. Visit LincolnEDU.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. Lincoln College of Technology. For careers that build America, visit LincolnEDU.com today. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. Joel Malkin here with Chef David Pantone from Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm. Also from Hullabaloo Gastro Pub in West Palm, Chef Fritz Castle, the executive chef over there. We're going to talk more about uh, about your specific gastro pub, sir. But right now, it is time for the main course, the Chef's Daily Special, and it is the rise of the gastro pub. First of all, what is a gastropub? I've heard it before, but I've never actually stopped in to go, hey, what's a gastropub? Sure. It's a, um, it's a style of eatery, right? Over the last couple of weeks, we've had sports bar people from Duffy's here. We've had French bistros here. We've had independent um, five-star restaurants here. We've had Guanabanas, which is a real casual kind of uh, tropical place. This is a different style. This is the gastro pub, right? Two words put together, gastro as in gastronomy. That's how we call our fancy eating, our cuisine. And pub as in like a British pub. 
put them together, you have a gastro pub. So what happened was the economy was going south in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, up to 1980. And um, in England, the Eagle Gastro Pub opened because people weren't able to afford to go to fine restaurants. And it was a kind of a perfect storm of a few different things. Economy going south, so people couldn't afford to go to fine restaurants anymore. And a lot of great, skilled, knowledge, talented people who wanted to get out of the fine dining industry, which is pretty hardcore 24-7. And um, people only go to your fine dining establishments on their anniversary, on their birthday, on special occasions. So you got young, talented chefs with restaurant owners and barkeeps, and they kind of all met in the middle. So your gastro pub is like a pub with uh, lots of drinking alcoholic beverages sure. going on, whether it's craft beer or it's wine, beautiful wines, variety of wines, or it's shots infused with really high-quality cuisine, right? So a, a place that you can go, you don't have to wear a shirt and tie, just pretty casual like that, and you can get amazing food and great beverage at the same time. Uh, more of a bistro-y, pub-y kind of atmosphere. People know each other. People have a good time. There's no pretension going on. Even though you might be in five-star food, it's not pretentiously served, and, and it doesn't cost that much either. It's usually a little bit less than going to a five-star, five-diamond kind of a restaurant. So what, what type of uh, items might you find on a menu at a, at a gastropub in general? Sure. Some of the classic ones on the gastropubs are a charcuterie platter. We've talked about charcuterie a couple of times, and you've got a charcuterie platter, I think, at the um, Hullabaloo? Oh, we do. We do a lot of different cured meats. Yeah, and, tell and, us a little bit about what's on artisan that. Artisan cheeses. And we'll, we'll pair three cheeses mm-hmm. and usually three cuts of, of cured meats, whether it be speck ham or serrano or sopraset or... Nice. Or brujol could be anything. So we just a wide variety of just meats and cheeses from from all over the all over the it globe. Comes out on a little platter. We, on a we little serve board. it on a little wooden wooden, wooden board, board that's kind of an abstract shape. You know, they're not all the same. And, and we'll serve it with some roasted it. garlic and some truffled honey and cornichon pickles. You know, a few accoutrements to right. to complement the so the meats the and the richness of, things you of would the have cheeses at a, at a five star restaurant. But you do it without the pretension. I just love that part. That's yeah. being humble about it. Here's the wooden platter, and people just pick at it and eat a little bit of this and a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah, I mean, that. We, don't, we don't want people to be intimidated That's by it. food, you know, and if you go to a, a five-star sort of white tablecloth yeah, fancy place where you have to wear a jacket, you know, you're, you might feel a little uncomfortable about ordering certain things, you know. Right. And people do mispronounce the word charcuterie all the time. You've heard many variations of, of charcuterie, of the word charcuterie, and, you, you know. That? And it's interesting that, that people are just unfamiliar with that term, you know. Of I think and for chefs, are. it's just, you know, I, I'd love to have my own little charcuterie shop. Right. You That's know, where I think we that take would be so fun. pork and beef and, and even cheeses, and we make our own uh, fresh from scratch. I made some fresh right. bacon over the last two weeks, so it was curing for the last two weeks, and just smoked it yesterday and and had a little tasting. Yeah, so so bacon is kind of one of the most simple forms and the mo- right. one of the most American forms, I think, of, of right. charcuterie. So really cool, great cheeses and meats with no pretension, not to scare anybody away. Deviled eggs have always been popular on the uh, on the uh, gastro pub, and we had a great recipe from Lindsay Autry. Remember, hers were just only different because she really passed them through a fine sieve, so the yolks were so creamy and rich. They're like gourmet deviled eggs. Gourmet burgers, you guys have an amazing hullabaloo burger, right? We have an unbelievable burger. Joe, you got to see this thing. It was crazy. Our our burger is a blend. Just the meat itself is a blend of chuck, brisket, and short rib, which right there is going to make it delicious. Mm -hmm. We get it from our local meat purveyor, Bush Brothers, who have had a relationship for years and years. We talked about that blend, not yours specifically, because yours is a, a proprietary blend. But uh, we talked about the different blends, especially from the local restaurants and Bush Brothers a couple times on the show here. Yeah. And I, I see you, you do a little something different than with the burger. Of course, being a gourmet burger, um, you got the pickled onion, bacon, the pickles, gorgonzola cheese, the heirloom tomato, lettuce, a brioche bun with zucchini chips. So what if I said to you, can I just get the burger plain? Would you, you chase can. me out? You can. <laughs> uh, in, my, in my mind, I want I want to chase you out in my head. Now but. that we're all friends yes (laughs) no you know we surprisingly a large number of people order it just as is you know of course you're gonna get people that are that want just you know and guess what and i would call it a pain in the neck it's okay honestly (laughs) in my world i would order it plain first first i want to taste your amazing burger right and then all the other stuff onto it 
to complement it, but I like to taste the burger. That's just how I like to do it. Yeah. I need to... It, it's an educational process. It's for me. a very picturesque burger. Too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's commercial worthy. You know, beautiful, thick cut bacon. It's beautiful. Uh, Hand crank sausages also on the menu at uh, many gastropubs. You guys have them. We do some Italian sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their gastropub, um, gastro is a French word, pub is a British word, and you guys have a little Italian influence on there and uh, some Mediterranean, but nice Italian on there. So yeah, we're, we consider ourselves an Italian gastropub, okay. and in that sense, I just really try to use Italian concepts sure. and Italian ingredients. My name's Fritz. I'm, I'm obviously German, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I don't claim to be doing traditional Italian right, food. Right. You know, I don't want to offend any Italians who are... Yeah. So there I, I kind of no do my little. The chicken cacciatore that I saw last night. That's and the pretty gnocchi. traditional. That's pretty traditional. That was pretty traditional. So we'll You're do some just some little twists, you know, but yeah. uh, try to stay essentially Mediterranean or Italian. You also have four pizzas on the menu. I did not have all four of them last night. I only ate one pizza. And I see the one that I would get. It would be the tomato sauce, fresh mozzarella, basil, and olive oil. Yes. Not the one with the spinach, or the one with the mushroom. Or the one with the speck ham. What is speck ham? Speck ham is a is a smoky cured ham, similar okay. to prosciutto. Okay. Yeah, like All the right. Italian prosciutto, but smoked. Yeah. yeah. So we do a really thin crust pizza. Yeah. Super thin yeah. crust. New York style. You'd probably call it New York style. It's super, super thin. And we cook them at about 600 degrees in our in our wood burning oven, and not actually wood burning, but it's a a wood stone oven. Right. It's like Beautiful. a like a hearth hearth style oven. And last night I had the fire-roasted mushrooms with the balsamic onions, the, the hardiness of the mushrooms, the umami from the mushrooms with the sweet onions and the uh, balsamic on there too, goat cheese, Asiago cheese, and then the drizzle of the honey with the truffle oil inside was awesome. My truck smells like that right now, and I ate about half of it on the way home. Thank you, Shared the rest with my family. It was fantastic. <laughs> now, now, it's not just about the food at Hullabaloo. You guys have uh, music as well? Tell me about that. Well, uh, we do live music on mon- just on Monday nights. We okay. do a little acoustic set on our back patio. We have a really cool back patio. Yeah. It's open air, kind of covered with some vines that are growing, and we have an old Airstream trailer in the back that we've converted into a little dining area. <laughs> but on Monday nights, we'll do some live music out there. But most days of the week, during the day, we uh, well, we name all our cocktails after dead rock stars or dead musicians. I noticed that, yes. And uh, then we have some pictures on the wall. So during the day, you might hear some of those, you know, we might play Nirvana radio or Rolling Stones radio. I know those guys aren't dead yet, but well, Nirvana soon. Dead, Kurt Cobain. Well, not the Rolling Stones, but so we'll no, play those kind look, of things. They just look dead. And in, the ev- <laughs> and in the evening, we'll kind of do more always look that way. old style kind of jazz sort yeah. of Nina Simone radio mm. sort of on that mm. end of it you know so. and uh, subculture this is a, a way for folks to find more about you you can go to subculture.org and we have a uh, that's our website with it's kind of the umbrella that all of um, yeah so subculture. all the restaurants in our group that a little bit that's the that's the name of the corporation maybe subculture that's the name of the that's just kind of the mother the sort of company the umbrella that they're all separate corporations are under but it's uh it's about 12 restaurants? We have, I think, 12 eateries. or 13 restaurants. Yeah. yeah, Howley's, which is a diner that's wow. been around yeah, for Howley's years. Is, yeah. We talked about Howley's, yeah. And uh, Dada in Delray Amazing has food, been around yeah. forever and gotten a lot of great accolades. Longboards? Longboards right is next right door next door to, to us. So we, you so know, their we, competition we share our back patio cool. with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of great establishments. Some nightclubs involved. There's one in... Uh, in Boca called Honey that just we just opened oh, nice, up. Nice, and nice. We're getting ready to reopen Lost Weekend you know, sometime in the next couple of years. Lost <laughs> on, on downtown West Palm. Okay. So kind of right across the street from us. And uh, Rodney, the owner, has owned uh, Respectables for 26 years. Right. Yeah, so it used to be the Respectables of, Street Cafe. A lot of people yeah. are familiar with Respectables. Yeah, so that brings back a lot of nostalgia sure, for people sure. in, in, in West right. Palm Beach. So tell us again. You guys are, uh, it's Hullabaloo Gastropub, and you're at, what did you say, 5? Five? 517 Clematis. 517 Clematis. And, uh, and that is, uh, you're in a quite a quaint area of Clematis, you were saying. We're on, the fi- we're on the 500 block up there. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, O'Shea's is up there, uh-huh. Longboards, Respectables. Okay. Uh, you know, last weekend will open back up. And, and then, so if somebody wants to uh, find out more about you, they can go to what subculture.com? Subculture.org. Oh, dot org, and then you'll they'll find the the link the link there. You also have Facebook. You can look at us on Facebook or yeah, check out check out our check page, out our Instagram. Hullabaloo, H U L L A B A L O O.
because I know there used to be in the 60s, and Chef might remember, Chef Pantone, uh, a TV show called yes, Hullabaloo. Yes, yes, yes. It was like a music show or whatever, but I, a lot of people uh, probably don't know how to spell the word. So there you go. I would imagine if you Google it uh, and you put West Palm Beach with, uh, close it enough to Hullabaloo, right it'll say, did you mean Hullabaloo? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I spelled it different every time. Yeah. So. <laughs> what type of hours are you operating on at this point of the year? We're open seven days a week, lunch, Monday through Sunday. We do a Sunday brunch that starts at 1030, runs until about two or three in the afternoon. Nice. Uh, We'll do a full dinner menu from Sunday through Wednesday until 11. From Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we'll do a full menu till midnight. And then we do a late night menu until one or two in the morning, which consists of mostly pizzas and small bites. You got all the places that are open late, so that's a good idea. All right, we're going to come right back after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. We've got uh, our side dish on the way, along with our intermezzo. If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back. It's What's Cooking Palm Beach. Joel Malkin with Chef David Pantone from Lincoln Culinary Institute, uh, 45th Street, west of 95 in West Palm. We have Chef Fritz Castle with Hullabaloo Gastropub in West Palm. And uh, it is uh, our side dish right now as as the guys uh, chow down on some uh, chicken wings. And what are these things that look like onion rings? Well, what if I told you they were lovely donuts? Nah, I wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't buy it. Okay. They do look like onion rings, though. Big big fat onion rings. These are from India. These are Udubi. Udupi, U-D-U-P-I, and they are fried. They look like little baby donuts, but they're made from lentils and lots of spices, so it's a mouthful of Sounds excited. too healthy for me. Yeah, you might not like them, but they're let's, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, let's, let's move back to the uh, side dish here, Tales from the Chef's Table, the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission. Sure, this is a ridiculous. couple of – it does, doesn't it sound ridiculous? But there's a punchline to the ridiculousness. I got a phone call. And this blends in our sweet potatoes from today and our career opportunities. I got a call and I was asked to write recipes using sweet potatoes for the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission. And first I did like <laughs> I said, what the heck is that? Is this real? Is this real? Or is this a... But, um, yeah. you know, as a chef, we like to a challenge for anything. So I wrote some gnocchi recipes. I wrote some bread recipes, some desserts, some casseroles. Uh, this is a long time ago. This is almost 20 years ago, and I got paid $100 an hour to do that. Wow. Wow. So the idea is that. Now, they paid you in cash, not, uh, not in sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, yeah, would you like to buy some sweet potatoes? or <laughs> 20 years old. Some. <laughs> the idea is that in our profession, in hospitality and culinary, there's just so many different opportunities. <coughs> if you like a challenge, if you like an adventure, keep your mind open, and if you hone your skills, there's lots of Lots of opportunities. All right. For the commission. Yes. The Sweet Potato Commission. Uh, All right. Our intermezzo question from a listener. Randy from Wellington wrote in again to uh, what's cooking at chefpantone.com. If you have a question, we can get to it next week, perhaps. Uh, This one from Randy. What's the difference between smoked salmon and lox? And uh, we we have so much more to talk about with our news and events and desserts. So how quick can you make this answer? Let's see. Lox are never smoked. Lox are always always the the belly of the salmon uh, supposed to be and they're just a rich creamy flavor and that's l-o-x and you can have nova lox or grav lox and the grav lox usually have lots of herbs on it the smoked salmon there you got the smoked word they're always smoked and it's either hot smoked or cold smoked the hot smoked will be like a cooked piece of fish the cold smoke will just have a type of a pellicle on the outside that's called a skin but not the skin of the fish Oh, that was it. Both wow, are delicious. You said make quick. it fast. Very quick. Good, All good. are delicious and amazing. And at ChefPantone.com, you'll put this information up there as well? Absolutely. They want a little more up on it? Up there waiting for you. Okay. All right. We're going to come right back. Uh, we have our uh, dessert coming up. News and events on the way next to What's Cooking Palm Beach. Get on your way to a new healthcare career with Lincoln College of Technology. Earn your associate's degree in nursing at their West Palm Beach campus. Learn the skills healthcare employers are looking for and prepare for a new career where you'll have a direct impact on patient care. Their industry contacts can help you launch a new career after graduation. Visit LincolnEDU.com today for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. LincolnEDU.com, student-centered training for careers that build America. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. Joel Malkin here with uh, Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute, uh, Chef David Pantone. Uh, we also have uh, Hullabaloo Gastropub Executive Chef Fritz Castle. 
uh, there in West Palm Beach. And uh, it's our dessert time. We're going to talk about uh, news and events. And uh, right here on the line with us is Jason Wright. He is the Career Services Advisor with Lincoln College of Technology, uh, of course, and Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Jason is a graduate of our culinary program. Great. And he, he just loves to help graduates and students get jobs in his career. That's, he's passionate about mm-hmm. that. And uh, so he's going to tell us a job report, what's going on in Palm Beach County and uh, around the neighborhood, around the state, uh, job-wise. Well, Chef, I'll tell you, the job market is extremely strong right now. I'm finding that I'm getting calls from just about every facet of our industry, whether it be a fine dining, the best country clubs, the five-star hotels, and down to the mom-and-pop shops. We are finding that the, the market is extremely strong. The demand for good, qualified cooks and chefs is, is over the moon right now. There's just plenty of opportunities out there for anybody that's looking to get into the industry. Right, and I like how you mentioned the different career opportunities there because what you have to do, one of the big part of your job, is to match the person, the student, the graduate, with the job. Match their personality, their skills, their talents with the with the career path. And there's a lot of different paths. We're really blessed in Palm Beach County to have so many different kind of opportunities and paths, huh? You, you know, Chef, that's the that's the best part about about what we do at school. You know, we, what we do is we give you the tools when you when you come to our school to be able to go into any of those type of positions. It's really up to the individual what they want to do. Right, right, right. So. What kind of uh, places you mentioned? Country clubs. We I have. Some. I have. I get calls from all over, from country clubs here locally, all the way to Michigan, Wyoming, Maine. You name it. They're all calling, saying we need help. We need good, qualified culinarians in our kitchens, and you know, it's to provide the services that people are looking for. Yeah, some of those jobs you share with me, and I say, yeah, can I get that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah how about that? You know, there's just so many good, unique things, and that's. That's really the nice thing about, about our industry. You can one minute be working in the finest country club, and the next you could be on the back of a food truck, you know, really enjoying yourself. Rocking so and rolling, there's yeah. just so many good opportunities out there. And I think it's really an indicator of what's going on in the market today. Right, right. The public is becoming more educating, educated and demanding higher quality. Sometimes once a year at least we get a, a call from a fish camp where they catch halibut and salmon wild, and they go out in, on boats up in Alaska. Yeah. So you're the chef yeah. there for four or five months. You go fishing with these guys every day. It's like a vacation, right? Oh, come on. I want that you're one. you sure. <laughs> I got to tell my wife, honey, I'm going away for like six months. I'll be back soon. <laughs> and they live in an amazing chalet with all the moose horns and stuff. It's just very romantic. You know, I can't do that one. And we had a student one time. He graduated, and he went to France, and he was the chef for a hot air balloon uh, activity that went over the wine regions. So How every, cool is that? Come on! I mean, that's living. Or a yacht or a private uh, private home. Just so many different opportunities. Jason's job is uh, to find the right one for the right student because everybody's a little bit different. And uh, to pair up their skills, their talents, and their personality. And the nice thing about coming to school is you hone those skills. And obviously, you know, I'm a little alumni. I went through the program learned so much that has given me so many opportunities i can i can cook uh you know for the rest of my life in any different any different area so it's really good to get those skills that you get at lincoln culinary institute from all our awesome teachers i mean i think that's probably the best part about our school is the is the dedicated chef instructors that we work with each and every day to get you the best skills to be able to find the best career that matches you All right, uh, Jason Wright, thanks for joining us once again, Career Services Advisor with the Lincoln College of Technology and, of course, Lincoln Culinary Institute with the uh, Culinary Job Report. Uh, Looking very good. Thank Thank you you very much, Chef. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So let's continue with our dessert. Uh, You've got some new classes. I know you just had some new classes start in the past week. Um, So you have some more coming in June, right? Every month you've got new classes. Just about every month. Exactly correct. We've got new classes starting on June 8th and uh, people changing their lives, uh, whether it's culinary, whether it's pastry. It's just uh, each each person, they come in, they their eyes light up, they tell me what they want to do, what they're dreaming about. 
And uh, I asked them often a question like you asked Fritz a little bit earlier. I said, mm. here's what I said. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm coming to dinner to your house tonight. What are you going to make for me? And uh-huh. that gives me an idea of uh, if they've got something or where, where their background is. And they start getting smiley and excited. And it's uh, I call that the passion test. Wow. Because if you don't have the passion, Chef Fritz, you got the passion? What happens if you don't have the passion? Yeah, you're not going to last long. You hate life every day. <laughs> so you got to love what you're doing. It's too many hours of work to not love it. Yes, exactly correct. Tell me about the community cooking courses. We've got some great community cooking courses coming up very soon. We've got... Um, uh, fresh made pasta and sauces on May 30th, and you'll prepare tortellini bolognese and fettuccine carbonara and uh, some fantastic fresh sauces. And then we've got superfoods, right? Grains mm-hmm. and glorious grains coming up on June 13th and June 20th. We have a boot camp, one of our boot camps, cooking with herbs. So really focused on herbs. A uh, couple times a month we have those great classes. They're on Saturdays from 10 till 2 and they cost $95. Call 1-800-TOP-CHEF. Get some more information about that. And the same number. Get information about the classes uh, that will be starting next month. Uh, also, Cafe Protégé. <laughs> now, this is the restaurant at Lincoln Culinary Institute where you can go and actually dine and be served uh, by uh, students, uh, eat the food made by students, and even when you pay your bill. The uh, student is cashing you out. So how, how was your experience with Cafe Protégé? Uh, well, when I was in school, we, we actually didn't work in at a cafe, yeah. oh, that's okay. just we in the last just couple did years a few things. But that. one of my one of my former sous chefs and a guy that currently works for me and a great friend of mine worked at Cafe Protege. Okay, Anthony Caffarelli. Oh, fantastic! And he talks about it all the time. Oh, that's and great. I don't know the name of his chef, but mm-hmm. he credits him with a lot, excellent, a lot of education. And he refers to real world experience that they're getting all the time. Yeah, one of your current cooks. Richard David is in that class at this very second getting prepared for lunch. Oh, nice. So, nice. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's incorporated into the curriculum. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like it should have been for us. And I, I agree. And I think it's a really cool a cool deal. One more uh, real quick news event before we wrap up the show uh, that I wanted to uh, share with you. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, I saw a story. I don't remember where. Um, why is uh, why people think that food think that food on airplanes, which it's very hard to get food on airplanes besides a bag of peanuts. <laughs> but you know the actual when you're taking the international flights of anymore course. and uh, the meals on airplanes, people always say, "Ah, that's horrible food." It's not necessary necessarily that the food is bad. Mm. It's they're saying now it is the how, because the airplane is so noisy, and I don't remember and I don't have the article in front of me, mm-hmm. but it affects a part of your brain that affects how you taste. How about that? That's what they're saying. And they were saying that food flavored with umami, he actually said, uh, is uh, actually, that tastes the best. Yeah, you could actually taste that most closely to what representing to what cool. it really is. Yeah, and so that, I thought you guys the would find that interesting. Stimulates your palate and your olfactory system a little bit more, so it highlights the flavors. I think that's cool. I have to see that article because I can uh, I can see how at least my brain gets a little mixed up when there's so much confusion right. going around there that I can't focus on the food. All right, so uh, thanks for joining us in the What's Cooking Kitchen, and make sure that you join us next week uh, when our Chef's Daily Special will be... Another fantastic alumni visiting us, and we will feature them. As long as they bring free food, I don't care who it is. Bingo. All right, and uh, Chef uh, Fritz Castle from uh, Hullabaloo Gastropub in West Palm, thanks for joining us. How can they find more information, uh, with the exception of obviously driving there, uh, to the 500 block of Clematis? Well, you can uh, go to our, you can check out our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can check out our Instagram at Hullabaloo uh, WPB. And you can go to our subculture website. Okay. That, has, right. that has information about Hullabaloo, Longboards, Howleys, Dada, a number of other establishments. All right. All right. So once again, thank you, Fritz. Thank, thank you, you, Fritz. Chef awesome. David Pantone, Lincoln Culinary Institute. I'm Joel Malkin, and we'll talk to you next week on What's Cooking Palm Beach. You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology.